People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. fans and welcome to another edition of the 20 by 20 ring crew as always you got matt here alongside joe what's going on what's going on joe we've been uh we've been away for a little bit uh getting shit done as always but uh we're back in the saddle about to record episode 118 you make me sound like steven tyler please don't do that <laughs> I, I would thought you were going to get the, the, the high-pitched scream going but... no i can't do that <laughs> yeah there used to be a time where i could and then one day, this is even after my, you know, my, my voice, you know, dropped. Uh-huh. Even one day, I just, I just couldn't anymore. I was like, I, just, <laughs> I mean, this is one of those weird, random, weird facts about me. Where, like, I used to be able to do the high pitched scream. Um, but yeah, I definitely can't anymore. Um, a lot going on in the wrestling world, of course. You know, we're we've talked about it so much uh, over the past year and a half. You know, amidst the pandemic and everything like that, but. What are we getting now? Getting into this, the the warmer months, getting into the official start of summer, if you will. We're getting wrestling shows back in a more on a more regular basis. We're getting wrestling shows that are going to be traveling uh, soon. <laughs> and and no, and no matter how like uh, like long term that's going to be or not, nobody really knows. But one thing that is happening quite a bit right now in uh, in Stanford, Connecticut, <clears throat> that I think needs to be discussed first here, is the excessive amount of cuts that have already happened and that are still probably going to be happening, which may already have, have happened by the time this is released. It's, it's excessive. Yeah, um... So there's a, <laughs> there's a few different things going on here, and I'll I'll get to each of them uh, as they come. But I forget his first name, but his last name is Khan. Who who's the general manager? Tony? No, not Tony. Oh. For WWE. Oh, uh, good question. Is it Richard? Maybe. I don't remember right yeah. off the top of my head, but that guy is is kind of responsible for giving the okay to all of these cuts. And there's a lot of speculation that this could be the beginning of, again, like Matt just said, multiple waves of cuts that would eventually lead to the selling of the WWE company. Uh, for, before I go any further, how do you feel about that? I just want to say, because I know she's listening now, um, <laughs> to my youngest sister. Uh, happy belated. <clears throat> happy belated. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Yes, thank you. And this is exactly what you and I talked about uh, during our get-together. Um, this is something that's been on the table for for kind of unofficially for... For a while, that man's here. abs. I'm sorry. We're, we always have wrestling yeah. on in the background. We're watching uh, IWTV, uh, Limitless Wrestling. 
With their short ring. With their short ring. <laughs> and uh, part of the prestigious uh, group came out. I don't know his name right off the top of my head, but his abs are fucking insane. Jesus. It's like his his chest comes out so much. Like he's, I mean, he's clearly in the best shape out of the three. His, his chest just comes out so much that his abs almost look concave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Good lord! It's, it's it's almost like he be, shot steroids in his on in his in his pecs. Yeah, <laughs> and and because the other two guys aren't as well built as him, it just accentuates them even more. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Um, but to 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 not steal what you're gonna say, I, I'll answer real quick. Um, this it it doesn't surprise me. It just it just doesn't surprise me. Oh, well. I need a little bit more from you. What What do you think? Do you, Do you think? Do you have any potential buyers in mind? Um, I know there. I know it's a long stretch here, but the, the word Disney has been floating around. Um, well, Saudi Arabia has been floating yeah, around too. Do, do you? What do you find a, a more real uh, real outcome for this? I mean, do you really see Disney throwing their hat into this? For those who don't know about me, I'm I'm a really big Disney fanatic. And that's why I'm asking you. And <clears throat> Disney has put put thrown their hat into things and have been a part of things that a lot of you probably would never believe they were a part of. I remember you telling me about <clears throat> the whole adult industry situation, which... I still that still boggles my mind, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Yes, they they have they have dabbled in in the adult industry, and uh, of course they're not going to throw their name on it. So All right, but but yeah, you you have stuff like that. So Disney is a company that if it makes money and they can uh, they can make something out of it, I, I wholeheartedly believe that they would love to have that. Uh, that licensing, that name. WWE is not like your other wrestling companies out there. WWE is all about storytelling. They're all about uh, fantasy, almost, if you will. Um, <laughs> is it plausible? I, 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 Yeah, I believe so. I don't have the books in front of me. I don't have you know, their, their business plan in front of me. But this is one of those situations where you can easily look at it and say... Disney would essentially, even without knowing the details, which I don't, I'll admit that I don't. Disney is actually a front runner in my head. Okay. But with that being said, I still have to keep in mind the Saudi Arabia situation because prior to the the pandemic, you know, Saudi Arabia WWE struck a ten year deal. They're going to bring their product to Saudi. They as in WWE were going to bring their product to Saudi Arabia. For 10, 10 years of, of business Yeah, right. Plans. It was like 10 years or with a minimum of, what, five shows or some something shit? like that, yeah. yeah. So, you know, obviously the pandemic has put the, you know, temporary kibosh to that for now. But, yeah, it, it, it's something that needs to be addressed um, as far as if you're talking about potentially selling. That's, I think that's still very much a, a possibility. But but by me, what I what I said doesn't surprise me. Vince McMahon has been rumored to be looking to sell the company for quite some time now. 
And I'm, I'm glad you brought all this up because, you know, the first thing you think of pandemic and a business, you think, oh, man, they had a bad year because, well, everybody had a bad year in 2020, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's it, it wouldn't, you would look at it and be like, man, WWE sucks if they had a bad year. Like, look, it's a pandemic. But on the contrary, 2020 is was actually one of the most profitable years in the history of the company. So you can't blame cutting talent as budget cuts to try to make up for last year because, quite frankly, there's nothing to make up for. You, you sold very well. You sold the streaming rights to your, you, you know, to, to your product. Yeah. You're making a billion dollars a year. For, for the next five years, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's not, it's not, you're, you're not, you're not doing too bad financially. Product still sucks, of course. I mean, ratings are declining. You're not, obviously not making any money off of uh, live events and all that stuff because you, you weren't able to have any. But with that being said, you still turn a very hefty profit. I'm glad that you and I are on the same page because we really didn't like pre-game this. We <laughs> right. kind of just <laughs> threw it out there. But you have you, you have a company that is very profitable yet still the most cuts that they've had in a year, and we're we're still in June. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty alarming. It is alarming, especially seeing the type of people who have left. <clears throat> uh, so. Um, I'm going to rattle off some names. Let me know if I miss anybody. But we've got uh, Ruby Riot. Yep. Gone. Samoa Joe. Gone. We'll get back to him in a second. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman. Gone. That one honestly surprised me the most. Yeah. Oh, me too. Um, I know I'm missing other people. Who else? Alistair Black. Oh, Alistair Black. Thank you. Yeah. Lana. Lana's oh, gone. Oh, yeah. Lana. Uh-huh. Um, oh, man. I'm dr- there, was, there was another big one for the second one. The second wave of people, but um, it, it, still, there's still a laundry list of of talent that that's that's gone. I'm I'm actually cheating here. I'm about to look up some. <laughs> so when that that initial wave came out and everybody was pretty surprised. Oh, in, in uh, Andrade, yeah, and Andrade. Can't forget him. Yeah. So th- that first wave happens. Everybody's pretty surprised and shocked. Especially at Braun Strowman. Um, if you don't know, uh, now it's come out, and this is all being divulged now because of Samoa Joe, no one else. Uh, initially, Alistair, it was reported that Alistair Black was cut prematurely, and they were trying to work out a deal with him to come back. So this this was after he had went on Renee Paquette's podcast and told, congrats by the way <laughs> to and told plans of what was going to happen with his new gimmick. Okay. Okay. So after that, <laughs> uh, it had come out that hey he was cut prematurely and. They were thinking about bringing him back. Now, as of this this recording, there's still there's still no talk officially about him being back in the WWE roster. But Samoa Joe has officially been re-signed 
and not to the main roster, but he is exclusively NXT now. I bring this up, one, for just for the general information of the situation, but also, it was divulged that the person who rehired him was Triple H, and Triple H was not uh, privy to the decision that initially got Samoa Joe fired. So they they fired Samoa Joe without his knowledge. And he basically turned around and said, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you do that? And I'm going to re-sign him for NXT. So my question to you now is, how many of these people get re-signed by the WWE and how many do you think will end up exclusively on NXT? Um, off the people that have have been already gone, I, I think, mean we we know Andrade is AEW now. Yep. So he's out. He's out of the room. He's out of the picture. I I think Braun Strowman at this point is is done with wrestling for the foreseeable future. I heard, and again, this is all rumor at this point, but I heard he's trying to charge like some astronomical number for indie bookings somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20 grand per appearance he's not big enough for that and well here's the thing i don't think anybody's ever been that big Mm. you know like even steve austin like why would why would anybody in their right mind go to an indie fed and be like look i want to i want to use my position in the wrestling industry Mm. to be a part of your show and do a do a an appearance, but it's gonna cost you twenty grand. What fucking indie promotion do you know has twenty grand lying around for a fucking appearance of anybody? So as Eric Bischoff would would say, context is king, right? Sure. So one thing that he this fucking idiot is is forgetting is moron. Everybody's coming back. They've been out of work. For a fucking year and a half, mm-hmm. and you're gonna charge them twenty grand. They're not gonna make twenty grand in a show. It was brought up that he might be doing that on purpose because he doesn't want to wrestle. Just go away, then. Right? Like, <laughs> just, just go away. He he's he's got enough name. You you want to talk about his name? He's not big enough to do to charge twenty grand for a wrestling show. But what he is big enough to do, dude, go fucking do like some. Straight to fucking Netflix, fucking movie, and be you know do what fucking Kurgan did. See, you know, see no evil. Part yeah, three. do that. Be yeah. be some fucking thug on on you know in, in a, on a TV show or something. Like you you have options to go make money elsewhere. Go do that. You you're, you're not necessarily going to be missed in wrestling. You were never really wanted to begin with. Just just fucking go away. The reason why I say it's surprising because he fit the criteria of what WWE wanted. And it seemed like no matter, even though he didn't really have a successful like championship run, he was the guy that was always kind of put in the spot where you want him to put, like where you needed him. You needed a big guy. He was always that guy. Um, the only time that it was ever weird was the most recent run he had with Shane McMahon. That made no sense, but but still, like it, he fit, he was perfect for WWE and nothing else. He he could never make it anywhere else. Um, you know, you talk about potential people coming back. I look at the women's roster. Uh, you know, Ruby Riot potentially. 
but I, I feel that she's gonna probably even though even though she had nothing but pleasant things to say on uh, upon her release, I feel she's she's had success elsewhere before. I, I think there's a very good possibility that we do see her in AEW sooner than later. Um, obviously, you know there's other options out there. NWA has a, has a you know women's division that's growing. There's independent wrestling that's back. Uh, I can see her maybe come you know maybe do an appearance in the next Shine. They're, they're, they just had a pay-per-view uh, a few weeks ago. Um, the ones I, I can potentially see maybe doing the NXT run would be the Iconics. Um, they haven't... I don't know if they're still under their no-compete clause. They still haven't popped up anywhere. I know they're doing a podcast. Okay. Other than that, I don't Other think they that, have anything yeah. wrestling related. I, I don't know if they can right now. I'm not sure. Right. I'm not sure what their what their time frame is for that. But um, I I could see that. But even then, I just I just don't. I, I you know Peyton Royce especially was very vocal on her way out, saying like I'm hungry. I want an opportunity. Give me an opportunity. And I know that was on the main roster, but reality of the situation is too is. I, I, even if she does come back, I don't see her being put into that, to that mix of of what's really much better talent. Anyways, you know, with all due respect to her, she's not that great to begin with. Ruby Ruby Riot fits better with them as a legit wrestler. I, I don't know. I, I think um, I think Samoa Joe might be the, really the only one that we see. I don't know if Alistair Black comes back either. I, I don't, and he's one of those guys too where you gotta, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself like, and then I get money to thing, but you gotta ask yourself like, how much more of this shit are you really willing to put up with? I'm, I mean, money's great, I'm sure, but I was actually having this conversation with you know my sister when it comes to Alistair Black, I. <laughs> Money really shouldn't be a figure in this because him nor his wife are hurting for dough. And you know, from the sound of the the appearance he made on on that podcast, uh, it seemed like he was much more interested in kind of like knocking a few names off his bucket list of like dream dream opponents. So I could see him not going back. At doing least his own thing. Doing his own thing, mm-hmm. at least uh, in the interim. Well, think about it too, man. I mean, how, the, the last few years, how how many, how many, how much time has he spent healing well, from injuries? Right, that too. Yeah. You know, it, he's got he's got to look at it this way. His his prime is is definitely over. It ju- it just is. It, the best part of his career is over. Tom, you know, Tommy N was was huge. In the UK, he comes here in the states, doesn't quite get over. You know, a lot of that is because of the the situation with his injuries and all that stuff. Um, I I just you know, as far as like being the next phenom and all this stuff, like it's it's that's not gonna happen. It's no. it's not it's not gonna happen. And there's there's plenty of opportunities out there. Uh, there's plenty of opportunities of him to do small smaller run shorter runs. And, and doing doing it on his terms. And again, it's financially, him and his wife are really good 
investing their time and money into things they don't neither of them need for pro wrestling um what have you heard anything about what Booker T had to say in regards to Alistair Black no shooting down shooting down the gimmick that it was never going to get over his original gimmick or the one the, the original gimmick him coming up from that coffin thing and also saying that Alistair Black or Tommy N if you will was really nothing special beyond his little kicks and and what have you and that's not necessarily quoting it per se but kind of shooting down and, and I know Booker got some heat for that from some of the fans but I think Booker T sometimes talks out of his ass to be honest and with you I hate you. to say that because I love the guy yeah, no, he's like he's really cool people, but I really do think he talks out of his ass sometimes. And let's face it, e- even experts in their respective fields don't always get it 100% right all the time. And I think that's the case here with Aleister Black. If you go back, not only listen to our previous episodes, but also go back and watch old NXT when he was when he was doing his first run there, he makes it a very hard case to say that he wasn't over. Because that... Aleister Black coming out from the grave and with that music and and his performances in the ring, to me, he was over. There There was no doubt about it. To me, he was over. He would get huge pops when he came out. Especially at live events, pay-per-views, takeovers. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I think what they had going was fucking awesome, and I think they could have invested more time and more effort into him and that gimmick, and he could have become that like next supernatural wrestling superstar for the WWE. Under the NXT brand, it wouldn't work anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Once you get to that main roster, <clears throat> things obviously change, and it's always for the worse. Especially when it comes to NXT alumni. Yeah, I mean, look at um, uh, what was the tag team, Occam and Razor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that <clears throat> they recently had to come out and be like, I, I guess it was reported that they were retired from wrestling, and they're like. We're not retired. We're just not doing it right now. We, you know, we want to refocus and and go. We want to pick our spot and go somewhere where we're actually going to get used. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. I mean, but again, they're just another fucking casualty of that call up situation. You know, you look at uh, the revival. Shit, they had to go to another fucking company just to get some respect. Just yeah. to get some respect. So, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, tech. Well, you know how tag teams go in, in WWE to begin yeah, with. Yeah, but, that's true. But know, the Ascension, another <laughs> example. But, yeah, that, I think Booker T uh, doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about when it comes to Aleister Black, a.k.a. Tommy End, um, unfortunately. <clears throat> it's a shame, too, because Booker T and, and Tommy End, fantasy booking-wise, would would be a heck of a match. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a shame, you know, but at Raw, I'm titled to our opinions, no matter how wrong they are. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, going back to the the topic of potentially 
selling the business and oh, even before we do that let's look at with the current roster you know I, I as far as cuts you know I, I get like cuts you know suck I get people are losing their jobs but it's not all for the bad you know you think about it like you have an opportunity to make a name for yourself you, people are getting cut are guys who guys and girls who obviously are not being utilized guys and girls who are sitting in you know sitting backstage getting paid to eat you know that yeah. that, that catering you know Andrade that catering money you know what I mean <laughs> you know so and it, yeah it's a, it's it's a great way to make a living I guess financially but as far as your craft you know there's one thing and it was such and I don't mean to keep bringing on my, my younger sister but I haven't seen her in a while it's so great to talk wrestling like so you're listening like you have no idea how much I appreciate that conversation but also to hear a younger generation say and and you know to op- you know openly finally hearing more younger people say this and it wasn't just her but I've heard it from others in the in the past that like the WWE is not the only place to make a name for yourself these days and we've said it so many times you and I that's nothing new to you and I absolutely <clears throat> but you know you hear that from the uh, the younger generation and you say like you know yeah they're and it wasn't just AEW, you know. It's it's all around the world. You know, you, you can run, you can work in a in a bingo hall or a gymnasium and and be in front of millions potentially. You just don't know. I mean, depending on you know your buy rate and everything. But there's plenty of opportunities out there to to go make a name for yourself. So to the the Ruby Riots and the Peyton Royce and you know Billy Kays and you know they could be just fine if depending on what they intend on doing with their careers you know so for those that are in the the business now you know just sitting there just sitting there basically doing nothing it's maybe not a bad thing as far as far as their careers go i mean there's you know yeah you have like the drake maverick situation where he went on online and just bawled his eyes out okay that's 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 his perspective and that's his preference he wanted to be there but you also have guys who are just like, you know what? It is what it is. I got fired from my job, and I'm doing them better than I've ever done in my life. It wouldn't have happened if I didn't get fired. So I, I, I think when we look at these cuts sometimes, it's really easy to feel bad for them or like, oh, my God, I can't believe that shit. But give it time. Let you know, let. Let uh, no compete clauses run its courses, and you know maybe you know let uh, let them take a little medical break from or mental break, I should say, from from the business if they need to or what have you, or physical break, and then let's see what happens there because there's a lot of guys who have been cut before and have done remarkable things, and AEW is an example of that. So we all felt sad for Cody Rhodes. When he got cut, yeah, I mean he's doing a okay now. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to, I just, I just kind of want to change the narrative when it comes to people getting cut. Sometimes, yeah, it sucks initially, and it's a, it's it can be shocking. But there's a lot of good that can come from that too. But anyways, the potential selling of the business. I I really haven't heard from your your perspective on this. Like, what is your take on on this? Is is it something that is it's definitely plausible, but is, is it something that do you think is actually going to happen? 
or I right, just what's your what's your overall take? I'm giving you the floor. You know, it's it's a weird time as far as things like this go, situations like this go. You look at Warner and uh, Warner Media and how AT and T purchased them, and you know what was the first thing they did? They fired half of the DC Comics staff. Yeah, ha- literally half. You know, and. I get it that, you know, there's a whole lot about comic books being a dying media, physical comic books anyway, Mm -hmm. and uh, all that mess, but that was one hell of a move, and then, you know, I get it, they wanted some, they wanted certain things out of the deal, namely, you know, licensing rights to Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, what have you. Because of that, because of situations like that, I don't think it's it's anywhere out of the ballpark for someone like a Disney to come out and say, hey, we want to purchase this because it's something that they could do something with and they could market it. They could do make it, you know, it wouldn't be, obviously, if you're paying attention to the last 30, 40 years of wrestling, it wouldn't be the first time there would be wrestling at a Disney, on yeah. a Disney property, right? you know? So... Yeah, there's potential there. Um, am I excited for that? That I don't know about. Um, especially like you, me, me, and and you for sure. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm a pro wrestling purist. I want to see pro wrestling. I don't want to see sports entertainment. Yeah, and it's already sports entertainment. It would only get more entertainment and less wrestling in my opinion, if they were to be uh, bought out by somebody like Disney. Um, whether it be whether it would become more entertaining or not, that's a whole different thing to, you know, to, to debate about. But um, I, other than that, I don't know realistically who else would buy them other than a Saudi Arabia and, and, and what have you. But if that happens... What happens to the company? Does it all just get moved over there? Do they still keep biz- the business here and then just take ownership? I, I have no idea. But regar- regardless of, of what happens, I, I think the overall outcome for me, in my opinion again, is that it, it looks kind of bleak for sports entertainment, to be honest with you. Um I think there's a lot of change ahead, and it's not good change. I already don't like the current product. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of wrestling, in air quotes, <laughs> that happens that I just could give two shits about because it it doesn't it doesn't look real. It it doesn't entertain me. Um, you know, with any industry, you go into it and. I get there's a whole lot of um, commotion about anybody should be able to do anything. And I agree, that is a, a very noble notion, you know, in, in a global sense. But at the same time, let's face it, not everyone is physically and or mentally capable of becoming a true pro wrestler. Just sure. like mm-hmm. not everyone is physically and or mentally capable to do what I do for a living or what you do for a living. You know, there's that's just the way things are. You know, yeah. everybody has a different amount of potential in them. 
and it it does take it takes a lot of effort to be very good at what you do no matter what it is you know there's a lot of things that other people can do that I can't do and vice versa so I'm not I'm not uh, trying to degrade or any one person or, or hurt any any one person's feelings but yeah I mean that's how I feel it's just sometimes people aren't cut out to be wrestlers and it shows <laughs> you know it's very that last part was very uh 2021 of you um, <laughs> you don't want to be canceled but uh reality is you know you you're right. I mean, I mean, we're seeing a guy here. Yeah, but, Ray know. Mysterio's kid. Yeah. I mean, and and what you know that was something that was debated on, on Cornette's podcast about a month ago. They were trying to figure out like how much exact experience has he gotten, and they had someone write in and uh, they had shed some light on that, and so it it got divulged like he had like roughly four maybe five years of training before he came to the WWE. Okay. Now, you and I have both watched enough sports entertainment or pro wrestling or both to know where someone should be in their career in four or five years in that industry. Does he look like he's been in the business four or five years? Not in the least. No, not yeah. in the least. And they've got him on major TV, on pay-per-view or events, mm-hmm. special events. Is he worthy of being a pro wrestler? No. I mean, I'm, I'm not in my head, but no. Yeah, yeah no, he's not. He <laughs> I'm sucks. I'm with you, yeah. So, that's just one example. But that's where I'm coming from. I Well, I mean, you know, it's there's a lot there's a lot of that. I, I think you, lo- you look at, like, you want to talk about, you know, being inclusive or what have you or something along those lines. You know, WWE is still continues to showcase that, that – they're not that, you know. I, I they they're still focusing a lot on the same tired out gimmicks. You know, the the women wrestling. A lot of them have to be hot and attractive. You know, I mean, Carmella wasn't taken seriously again until she changed her gimmick to what what it is now. Now she's the most attractive woman in the WWE. That's her gimmick. That's her gimmick. Yeah. <clears throat> um, obviously she's not champion. You know, a legit wrestler. But she's got more attention on her. Now. She's more attention on her, right? You know the the bringing in of of uh, Eva Marie in, being back in in, in the WWE <laughs> to to quote unquote finish what she started. I, what did you start? What did you do? I I mean you. Last time I checked, uh, every time they teased her for a match, that's all it was was just a tease. She never got in the ring, or at least the match never started. Yeah, you know. And then like I get like. You know, people, you could argue that, oh, Peyton Roy, she shaked her ass every time that she, she came in. It was part of her entrance. But in between the ropes, she tried. Yeah. I'm not saying she's good. I'm not a Peyton Royce fan. I, I don't think she was very good. But you, you saw, you had a woman there that actually tried to get better and, and continue to perfect the craft, what you're supposed to do. You just, you, you have this, this, Every and it's not just on the women's side; it's on the the men's side as well. Of course, you know you have this this long list of talent that's on there, and you know where has all the good talent gone? They're either in NXT, they're in catering, or they're fired. 
<laughs> those those are your options, man. <laughs> so, if if as much of a as a as a Disney fan or a Disney nerd as as we were called, as I am, um, is is it going to fix the problem? No, I I think the the thing that we have to come to realization as wrestling fans. I'm talking to myself, I'm talking to Joe, I'm talking to anybody that considers themselves a wrestling fan, is that the WWE that we want is never going to be the same ever again. It's never going to be that. It's it's always going to be this oversaturated sports entertainment entity. So whether it's owned by the McMahons, owned by Saudi Arabia, owned by Disney, owned by Fox. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be wanted to do the same thing. It's going to be going to want to have storylines first, wrestling maybe fourth or fifth, because you got to throw in advertisements. You got to advertise everything. You got to got to have good music. That's important. You know they 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 really know how to fucking plug their shit. But what we want out of it is never going to be what it is. And that's again real quick. That's why I go back and say. When somebody gets let go, released from WWE, and it's all perspective, you know, they it, they may not like it, but it it may not be the end of the world because there's just plenty of options out there. Moving on to real wrestling, if you will, <laughs> uh, one of the hottest topics of the summer, of course, is going to be the belt collector, Kenny Omega. He's still got all three belts. With his spaghetti hair. With, with his spaghetti hair. <laughs> um, How come he doesn't have a pasta deal yet? Yeah, you know that's right. So I, I don't, I don't, I, I keep forgetting what his real name, <clears throat> real name is. Not that it ever matters, but I, you know, I, I was <laughs> it's Kenneth. Oh my god! <laughs> I was, wa- I was watching it with, 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 with Mel, and, and she asked me like, "What, uh, like, what nationality is he?" I'm like. I don't know. He's Canadian. He's right? Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or uh, not necessarily nationality, but uh, ethnicity. There you go. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. He's Canadian. I don't know. They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> They're just really polite. That's, yeah. That, um, but it's a good question because I don't know how you get hair like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Kenny Omega, he's still the AEW World Champion, Impact World Champion, and Triple uh, A Mega Champion. He's got some some big matches uh, set. I actually, the Slammiversary match I don't think is confirmed anymore. He was supposed to fight Sammy Callahan. Uh, I haven't watched the most recent episode of Impact, but I do know at Against All Odds, Sammy Callahan was kayfabe fired. Uh, right. So I, I don't know what their what their intentions are uh, for that yet. I, ha- I will say this. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just a lack of chemistry. I don't know if Kenny Omega is purposely not selling moves. Or if the the opposition is just not having good nights. But his matches with Rich Swan and Moose have been very boring. And very... Uh, just, just, I'll, just, I'll just be blunt. Just very bad. They're just they're not good matches. Um, it was disappointing. I was actually excited for Moose versus Omega. I thought you know this is this is going to be one of those match. I mean Omega was going to win. I knew that, but I thought it was going to be one of those matches that I was like, okay, we 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 can get something here. 
Moose is definitely not going to get gas like Rich Swan did. <laughs> but it just every everything felt very poorly set up by that something that you would see on like AW Dark where you just you they're going to see that they're they're just they're they're setting up moves too much. It was it was poorly finished as well too. Um, but anyways. Kenny Omega is still the champ. We don't know who he's going to face at Slammiversary. It, you know, Samoa Joe is actually one of the rumored guys to to do well, that. Well, that's it's, probably a no-go now. It's clearly not going to happen, yeah. yeah. Um, so, which is great because I, I don't, I didn't need to see a Samoa Joe Omega match. Oh, I wonder what Stan got me for my birthday party. Oh, look, a blue Mega Man. Thank you, Stan. You may eat pie and cake and ice cream now. And what did Wendy get me? Oh, it's the yellow Mega Man. Help yourself to pie, cake, and ice cream, Wendy. Oh, look what Kyle got me. It's a red Mega... Ants in the pants. Ants in the pants. Ants in the pants. It's a game, dude. It's really fun. You son of a bitch. Ah! You were supposed to get me the red Mega Man. Now I can't make ultra Mega Mega Man. You dirty, cheap-ass piece of crap. They roll out of them, dude. When I think the best thing you can do is have him drop that title to somebody that's going to run with that company for a long time. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, obviously, Triple Mania, which I believe is in August this year, or is it July? No, I believe it's August. August, he's got Andrade. That match is happening. Um, there's other, lots of good matches on that card, too. I, I, I'm excited for that one. Um, I know another... Uh, I can't remember who Psycho Clown was fighting that night. But it's a match versus hair match that night. Okay. So, uh, which is probably going to be the main event because it is uh, Lucha de Puestas. So that's usually how it goes. But, uh, you know, and obviously he's the, he's the world champion in AEW. I, my opinion, Kenny Omega is, is going to be world champion for, even though we do have all out coming in September, I, I, I still, I still feel Kenny Omega is probably going to run with that title for a little, for longer. Uh, in AEW, but you imagine Impact and 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 AAA, those those are a little more under question. Not saying I'm guaranteeing him dropping those titles. Okay, but that's that's the common question. Is the summer of the belt collector does it come to an end, or do we go into the fall and winter seasons with this guy? With all three belts, or let's add this: Does he even collect a fourth belt? Man, this is going to sound kind of fucked up, but I think he collects a fourth belt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, if you if you look back historically speaking, and this goes with multiple companies, they've taken the time and just gone the gone the way of the sure shot. Look at John Moxley and the and that uh, United States. NJPW title instead mm-hmm. of dropping it to somebody who could uh, be a little more active with it they opted to keep it on Moxley because Moxley was the bigger name in their eyes true who's to say they don't do that with Omega now he's hurting He's he's got legitimate injuries Yeah, and he came out recently in an interview and said that there's days he gets up and he's hurting so bad that he's contemplated retirement ooh Wow, but help uh, 
being wrestling, being able to wrestle in front of the fans is what helps him get through, according to him. And uh, he's got a few different nagging injuries. So I would say right off the bat, that's probably what happened in his match with Moose, is that he was injured to the point where Feeling was, something. Yeah, yeah, it was just affecting him. Fair enough. I'm not yeah. trying to take up for him. No, but, but that that'd but be a legit reason. It, yeah, it would it would make some sense as to why sure. the match went the way it I don't went. feel he's tanking it. I just it's just those but you two could, impact. You could matches. tell something's off. Yeah. Yeah. So um I know he's got a cut on his hand from when he tried to use the AEW belt to um, as a weapon. Yeah, that was so a double or nothing. That was like seven stitches, I believe. And then, so that's still healing. And then he's got, um, I want to say something to do with his back. And then there's another one more injury that was plaguing him. So these are all nagging injuries. And yeah, they, they get to you, man. I mean... He's not he's not a spring chicken anymore. He's not, as they say. So, yeah, but in, in my opinion, he's still. I'm, I'm in my opinion, he's not the hottest thing in wrestling, but he's still up there. He still makes it a very exciting uh, effort. Sure. And uh, yeah, I think his time as as the the belt collector is not over yet. I think. It, I think they just play patient with him. They've already AEW has already come out and said you won't be seeing him wrestle so much on their programming that they're saving him for special matches only because of this, because of the injuries. So yeah, that's smart. I think I think that just goes to show you that not only are they willing to play ball with him, I think all the other all the other promotions involved with him. We'll do the same well, th- because because he's the big name. Think about it right now. Assuming we'll stick with the four four belt collecting right now. Um, and by the way, you're gonna have to answer me what you your prediction on what that fourth title will be. Technically, he's already half he has four belts, but I'm not including the TNA title. You're right. It's not a real title. It's not. <laughs> um, assuming that's the case, if you really think about it, this summer alone, he's only got to do two dates. He's gonna have to do Slammiversary because that's that's the big that's a big right, event, right. and he's got to do Triple Mania. If he does those two, retains the titles, he can he can just sit. He doesn't even have to travel. In some cases, I mean, in some for some situations, you can cut a promo and fucking at your house. Yeah, you know, pretty much do what what Tessa Blanchard should have been doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you could you could do those things and and get away with it because he is Kenny Omega. At some point in your career, whether he's the the biggest thing in wrestling or not, he's he's earned that. Um, I do want to ask you this because you, you bring up the injury. Right, well, we brought up the injuries, or you brought up the injuries. Whoever brought up the injuries, uh, as well as you know, not being a young man anymore. Now, prior to AEW starting, you know, during Kenny Omega's run in New Japan, he has said many times that he knows that he's on borrowed time. That his mm-hmm. his career is not going to last forever. And he wanted to leave a lasting impact, um, no pun intended, in the wrestling world. Now, this uh, revolving door or forbidden door thing could potentially be that. But is this? Are we seeing it here? Are we seeing that come to fruition as far as like what his goal is, whatever his end game is? Which I don't know what it is. 
and I'm not necessarily asking you if the, it, you know what it is, but is this is he on that path to to doing that? Because after once he loses those belts, he's going to lose those belts eventually. You know, you you lose you, you, right now. You you are the belt collector. You have everything, but once you have nothing. Yeah, you're still Kenny Omega. You're still very much over, but you have to almost essentially start over again, in in a sense. And you know, you're maybe maybe for the foreseeable future, you're not as big of a draw as you were because now everybody wants to see you. Like, is he going to grab another belt? You know what I mean? Or you know what? Just where's he going to end up next? Is he going to go to Japan and and, and take? Uh, Take the, the the world heavyweight title. Is that is that what's coming up next? Is he going to go to MLW? Where where is he going to go next? Um, is he going to fight Floyd Mayweather? Because that's what everybody does these days. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> uh, but you have all that, and then once but once it's over, it's over. So is this is this what we're seeing? You know that is this is the last like almost big time hurrah. I'm not saying this is going to be once he loses those titles his career is done and over with but is this like the last like hurrah for Kenny Omega? I don't think it's his last hurrah. I think he's somewhat of a dramatic person. Mm-hmm. And so That's fair. That's given, fair. Yeah, given that yeah, I get it he's injured but I think he's got a lot more gas left in the tank than he cares to admit. And he's just being a little dramatic about it. But also, in regards to, is this his legacy? Is the Forbidden Door thing his legacy? I think whether he wants it to be or not, yeah, I think it is. I think because that, out of everything that has happened the past 10, 15 years, this is unprecedented. You know, it, it, it was almost like, oh, it can't be done. It won't be done. But now, look, it's been done, even on a small scale. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a big, it's big. Uh, whether people like Jim Cornette don't care to acknowledge that or not, it is it is huge in the industry because it's it's not supposed to happen. You know, and yeah, I mean the the results of it are are, are mixed at best. Yeah, and and but they're still ongoing. You know, there's still that potential that we could see something very special happen and that's the only thing that keeps me interested when it comes to the forbidden door is what's next and the potential behind it but yeah i think for better or for worse whether he wants it to be this way or not i think the whole forbidden door situation is is going to be his legacy i think that has a lot to do with kenny omega and him collecting these belts so, that's my answer. And I'm sure uh, somebody will disagree with me. I'm sure multiple people will disagree with me. And that's fine. Yeah. You know. I'm on the fence. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I more agree than, than anything in this situation. I'm on the fence with the whole with the whole thing. But one thing that I've learned in my current line of work is that Things take time. They do, yeah. And business takes time. Uh, 
where I where I work, I'll just say leave it at this. You know, there's a lot of lot of lot of potential, but you run into a lot of problems and fixing it can be tedious and frustrating. But when you get that end result, boy, boom, you're good to go. And uh, you know, in professional wrestling, I'm assuming it's the same thing. There's a lot. I mean, you're you're now you're involving multiple companies, multiple agendas. Um, everybody has different needs, if you will. <clears throat> One thing I am glad about with them when it comes to Forbidden Door is that they they stopped doing the the fucking AEW ads on Impact. <laughs> that was a good start, you know. Um, do I want? Would I love to see more more people involved in this Forbidden Door than Kenny Omega? Absolutely. Um, and it's like at this point, here we are in June. This thing's been going on since December of last year. It's like you know, we're you could have had something by now, but I, maybe, maybe, like you said, maybe, maybe something will happen. Maybe not. But if if that's the case, and this is why I say like I disagree, and, and, and I more so agree, but I do have some issues with that because the Forbidden Door, if it remains where it's at now, it's kind of a shit legacy. Because it's a legacy of Kenny Omega just showed up at some places, took the belts, and then gave it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but if you're able to get companies working together and seeing that everybody can make a profit off each other, and you have, you know, even if it's just once in a while, company guys going elsewhere and what have you, then yeah, that's, I'm all for that. The next logical step in this forbidden door situation, because this is always going to be compared to the territories, the next logical step is a super show. Yeah. A co-branded super show. That, yeah, absolutely. And for that to happen... That a lot of the pandemic restrictions need to be lifted. Agree. You know, you have to make that talent available, and that's only half the battle because then you've got to worry about getting paid right and Correct, and, yeah. and all the the fucking traditional yeah. pro wrestling tropes. Who gets what of the buy rate and yeah, gets... all that shit. So, <laughs> but yeah, for me, in order for this this situation to become bigger and and have a, a little more stability as to what it was supposed to be, Super Show. Absolutely. I, will it happen? I don't know. I really don't know. But it would be fucking great. I mean, you and I were at the first All-In, and th- let's be honest, as of right now, as it stands, that's probably the closest thing we've seen to a Super Show in quite some time. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't, you couldn't sit there and say that they were all from um, different companies, technically, even though Ring of Honor was like a huge part in the production and they had, you know, people who wrestled for for them and what have you. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that, that show was fucking awesome. I mean, but you also had the NWA involved, you know, New Japan was involved. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but again, it, it's it's one of those things. For me, you're asking me about a fourth title. That's my pick. <laughs> you you know I it's, knew, I knew you, you were going to say that. You know it's my pick. Let's face it. What other title has has uh, such a healthy lineage and legacy behind it than the ten pounds of gold and 
to be honest with you, I, I really do think Nick Aldis and Billy Corgan would do business with that situation if if the criteria was right. So I'm that that would be my guess. And I'm not saying that just because I'm an NWA. Yeah, no, I I think uh I think NWA is in that situation. I I know they just came off a of pay per view. Uh, I did not watch it. Um, yeah, you still you have to watch it. I'm still playing catch up. But uh, you know they, it looks like they're back. For now, you know the the question with with the question with the NWA is always going to be, how long are they going to stay active? Yep. And if they can find a, a way to stay active and stay relevant throughout the year, absolutely, absolutely. And obviously, talent-wise, they their, their talent pool is is amazing. And, and another thing too, the NWA is already doing business with AEW because they're allowing their women's title to be defended on on their programming yeah, multiple so times. Right. So it's not it's not a, a far fetched idea at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, that 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 totally makes sense. Um, I would I would yeah I would love to see the NWA be taken seriously again. Uh, there's just, there's tons of room for for opportunity there, and and and, and of course too that can still happen. <laughs> that can still happen now because it's it's domestic. They're based in Georgia, right? So it's not you know it's not that far. I mean, Kenny Omega already travels to Tennessee. Yeah, why can't he travel to Georgia, Atlanta, hop, Georgia? Hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know what? Like I I've gone in waves with this whole Kenny Omega situation because. Waves like, or waves like, <laughs> both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my my issue my issue still remains the same, and it has nothing to do with Kenny Omega. It has everything to do with Impact Wrestling and how they've been treated, and or allow themselves to be treated in the situation. And if if it's if it's all their booking, it's terrible booking, and it's 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 not getting Impact over, and no, that's the problem. <laughs> you can have Kenny Omega continue to hold on to your title while still making your roster look legit. You know, I mean, the Kenny Omega Moose match ended in interference. I mean, the Young Bucks had to had to interfere on behalf of uh, Kenny Omega. Okay, that, that, that helps Moose a little bit because he doesn't lose cleanly. He still gets pinned, you know, but it's not clean. You know, Kenny Omega couldn't get Moose up on his own to do the one-winged angel. He was too big for him. That was, that was the storyline for that. Okay, that makes sense. But, like, all this is still ruined because of the prior months where Rich Swan looked like a complete fucking joke of a champion. I mean, there's no point of going through that saga again. We Please listen back to our old episodes about that. But that still has left a bad taste and not just my mouth, but a lot of wrestling fans' mouths is like, "Whoa, you're just you're just picking on the little guys," mm-hmm. and that's what it feels like right now. And I'm not saying Kenny Omega is booking himself, but wh- whoever is coming up with these decisions, whatever group of people is coming up with these decisions, they're not doing the best job, and that's that's the problem with it. And I get like everything's perspective, right? You know, I mean, some people may say, "No, they're doing a great job." I don't want to hear the dumbasses that say anymore that Impact Wrestling has nothing to offer AEW. They, they, clearly they do. But we'll just 
you guys can go sit in the corner and just <laughs> you know stroke your AEW cocks all you want. Like <laughs> for everybody else, you know that's just not how it works. You know, you just you just don't come. You just don't you don't invite somebody to do business. It's a horrible mental vision. I just thought of the Green Inferno. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't invite people over and then, you know, just completely just push them to the ground and kick them and take all their shit. That's it, called bullying. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what they're doing. They're bullying them. <laughs> it's the Krusty Burglar! Oh, my God, he's stealing all the burgers! Why, you little... I got you! Oh, oh, it's, it's all just, just an act. That's my that's my only gripe with it. I you know I've I've been a Kenny Omega fan before it was cool. I've said that so many times. Um, I I look man, it, it is it is great to see this kind of situation. I want to see more of it, and I want to and and I, I just want I want everybody to get a piece of the pie. And does it help to have a guy like Kenny Omega walk around with your title? Absolutely, it does. But it still doesn't mean anything if you're not getting your fair share in return. And it may not it doesn't even have to be anything revolving Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega just opens the door. You call it a forbidden door. He's opened it up. So that leaves room for somebody else on that roster to maybe jump ship to AEW for for some kind of program with it. it doesn't even have to involve the champ. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I, you know that, that was very interesting answers because I just I didn't know we were even gonna get a fourth title here. I honestly I that was that was pretty interesting. So, um, if if that does happen, you heard it here first. <laughs> so, a <laughs> couple more things on our agenda tonight. We 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 got we brought them up. We have to talk about our favorite wrestling company. Really, almost anywhere, uh, but especially in Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They crowned earlier this month hey! a, a new IWGP. World Heavyweight Champion. Now, I, I, that comes with a kind of a, a little like melancholy feeling because Will Osprey did have to give it up. He is hurt. Yeah, he's hurt, and that sucks. But such is life. You know, speedy recovery. He'll be back, and he's gonna he's gonna come after that prize sooner than later. But the main event of Dominion: Kazuchika Okada versus Shingo Takagi. And Takagi wins the world title first time in his career. Your thoughts? I for me, this was something that was inevitable. That guy, he come, he gets signed, he comes in. He is a force to be reckoned with right off the bat, and he parlays that into the announcement of, "Hey." I'm going to start wrestling heavyweights now. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm moving up a weight class. And so he does that. And again, he fucking runs with it. Even through injury. He's just like, I come on, bring it. And you you have a performer like that. What else do you do with him? Of course you make him champ. That's why I said it's just a ma- it was a matter of time to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, it is bittersweet that we, we got Will Ospreay's reign cut short. 
because I thought there was a lot of potential, especially for longevity. Yeah, with that one, but say la vie, that's the way it is. And uh, man, I look forward to the year of the dragon, man. You know, a- absolutely, man. I mean, Shingo Takagi is one of those guys that anytime he's on the card, whether it's singles matches or you know a twenty man tag match that they do sometimes. I, you, you just you gotta watch it. And you gotta pay attention to him because he's he's not like anything that you you've seen you see all the time. Um, he is he is the epitome of what a tough guy wrestler anywhere in the world would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just one of those guys that you know you think of like somebody like Chris Benoit almost, where you you, know, you hear stories like anytime that you you saw you knew you're you're gonna be matched up with him, you knew. It, Get ready, because you're going to fucking war. Mm-hmm. He's a machine. Shingo Takagi is, is, is very much that. And I I go back to uh, <clears throat> his days as a junior heavyweight and and hearing the, the rivalry between him, or watching the rivalry between him and Sho from uh, Rapunga 3K, and just hearing the, you know, Kevin Kelly talking about the the, the type of preparations that Sho would take for these matches. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like prepared more more for a Takagi match than he did for a championship match. That says a lot about who he's getting into the ring with. And yeah, I mean, it, it shows. It fucking shows. And when we do our, our yearly awards show, our yearly best matches of the year show, who's in the mix? Every time, yeah, is Shingo Takagi. I mean, and, and a lot of times, it's it's a fucking you know it doesn't even have to be a championship match. A lot of times they're in the G one or some kind of tournament, you know, because they have that's what they do out there a lot. Just an absolutely remarkable talent, hell of a fucking signing when they got him. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I just yeah, you're right. It, it, inevitable is the perfect word for a guy like him. Uh, only guy that I've seen do a junior heavyweight best super juniors tournament and then literally the next month competes in the G1. Yeah. That's unheard yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and not only that, but like he had an impressive showing in both, uh, for that matter. Um, hats off to not only Takagi, but for New Japan for pulling the trigger on the right guy again. I love Kazuchika Okada. He would have done great things with that belt as always. Because he is a guy that can run with that company for sure. But to give it to Takagi right now, when especially right now when we're seeing this this shift of you know hopefully things coming back, he's a guy that's going to put asses in seats for sure. Um, and I'm excited now too because mm-hmm. it sets up that future match between him and Osprey. Yes, because. Let's face it, they need another match. Yes. If it's anything like their previous one, holy shit. We're already talking match of the year. Yeah. You know? And being that Osprey dropped it instead of being uh, defending it and then losing it. Yeah. He's got that. There's a receipt coming. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I never fucking lost this belt. I gave it away. So I want that shot back. And hopefully it is against Shingo, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's down the line. Get better, Osprey. Come back. I want to see that match. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, I think Takagi's going to have that that ring that Osprey is supposed to have. 
I really feel that Osprey was going to finish off the rest of his year as champ. Yeah. Takagi, I, I have that same feeling. I think he's going to finish off the rest of his year as champ. Um, and I and I agree with that. I but but being being a guy that pulls out, you know, pulls at layers a lot. You know, the the, the first thing that comes to a lot of people's minds, including myself, or at least one of the first things, is where does his stance with Lij continue? We haven't seen this yet. This is kind of like uncharted territory. You know, you saw it in the Bullet Club before where, you know, some guy, different guys have been world champions or different this and that. We haven't seen an LIJ. It's a much smaller niche group. And it's always been Tetsuya Naito is the guy. Now he's no longer the guy, whether he's considered a leader or not. You know, where where does where do we see that in the future? Or is it... Is there is there is there going to be a shift? Does he stay? Does he does he leave? Does he get kicked out? Or am I overthinking things? No, you're not overthinking things. And here's this is always the challenge with New Japan. Every time we think we got it figured out and we fantasy book it, again, not to sound like a broken record, but they come out of fucking left field with that right hook, man. Bam, hit you in the face with something like holy shit. Yeah. I never saw that coming, and it was good. So, I'm going to put something out there, and again, I'm more than likely going to be wrong, but hey, I'm okay, because whatever they got planned for this, it's going to be good. I say he stays LIJ through the, through the entirety, and when it comes down to that reign, if he doesn't lose it to Osprey in like a match of the year kind of a match, I think they'll introduce the idea of uh, LIJ getting back to their heel roots. And I think, unfortunately, we so, we see someone like um, one of his stablemates pull the trigger and try to end his reign for him. And that's what causes the, the rift. But... Even t- for me, even that's a long shot because they're they're the, they're one of those factions that just work so well with one another. Oh yes, absolutely. Better than any other faction in New Japan, bar none. Bar none. Mm-hmm. And so, it's really tricky for them to to pull a trigger like that because they're so over. The outcome that the company wants might not necessarily reflect the results because they are that over. You know, it's like uh, you know, you want a baby face to be to turn heel, even though they're so over. You know what I mean? So again, it's a long shot, but if I had to guess, if I'm looking for a a surprise, that for me that would be it. Because even then, I'm still excited to see how they would execute that. Now, Tetsuya Naito is... Um, he's hes pushing 40, I know. He's getting, yeah. he's, he's getting up there. Still a young dude in, 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 in the sense of, uh, obviously, life. But in pro wrestling, especially in, in, in American or Western culture, pro wrestling, that's usually around the time where you... Start looking at other things to do. <laughs> and obviously, Japanese wrestling, that's not necessarily the case. But you, you start to see that decline. And not to kind of take the spotlight away from Takagi, because, man, I am super excited for him. But 
is this is this kind of like that decline? You know, you look at somebody like he's not nowhere near the age per se, but Mineral Suzuki, where Suzuki Goon is his faction. But if you if happy you look birthday, at by the way, happy birthday. Suzuki. Oh, it's his, it's yeah, his birthday. Today's oh. his birthday. He's I better wish him a happy birthday. He's fifty-three today. Happy birthday. Um, you, you, but you see, you see a guy like him, Suzuki, who is, you know, obviously, you know, he's in the fifties now, or has been. Suzuki Gun is, is it's his group, it's his faction. And, I mean, his name's in it, but when you think about it, who is the top guys in Suzuki Gun? It's, it's not him. You know, so is that a possibility where Naito at this point is getting closer, not saying he's there yet, but getting closer to that decline where you may not see him in the title hunt as far as being champion again. Right. Are we are we there? Are we close to being there? He'll have opportunities, but does he ever do it again? I don't think if if it does happen, I don't think it'll be anytime soon. For the simple fact, you have Shingo, who can, as long as he stays healthy, he's got a, a very long championship reign ahead. You've got a, a, an Okada coming back from injury, and he's still got a lot of gas left in that tank. Yes, he does. You've got Osprey eventually coming back. Yes, you do. You know? And then, I want to put this one out there, too, not that... Not that it'll happen, but again, it's one of those long shots. And I think I've said it before, this still applies to Shingo's reign. What fucking better scenario, like how cathartic would it be for someone, and I don't know how this would fucking pan out, but how cathartic would it be for LIJ, for the the originator to come back somehow in New Japan and be the person... To end Shingo's reign, and I'm talking about Andrade under the mask as the shadow. Like, how fucking perfect would that be? Mm. You know. But again, that's 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 a fucking dark horse if there ever was one at this point. Obviously, we need the world to open back up for yep. things like this to happen. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I mean, that's this is kind of what I mean with the the whole. Alistair Black situation or Tommy Ann situation, you know, you you get to do shit like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but at, at any rate, man, you know, here's the thing: I, everybody that knows me knows I I fucking love Naito. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. But you and I are booking it. I still gotta throw that title on Shingo because nobody's having better matches than Shingo Takagi. Who better else to give you? To put put to put the company on on his shoulders. Yeah, yep. Um, I mean, it 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 just it, it as a Naito fan, it just kills me inside because <laughs> the pandemic destroyed his title reign. I know. I that, know. that that long, well written, but also at times dragged out storyline. Dragged out in a good way. Storyline of that is he ever going to reach that again? And then he wins two belts and in in, in in a span of two nights. Gets it all, and you know, a month later, the world goes to shit. So, uh, but at the same time, it's not Takagi's fault. He, you know, he's definitely deserved it, man. And I'm, I'm really, I when I, I didn't, I you, you, you put it posted on the Facebook group before I watched it, which is fine. 
Uh, that's the price you t- you pay when you watch you, you're, when you follow Japanese wrestling. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I just saw it, and I just got giddy inside. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, because I just I just thought it was gonna be Okada. So I, did I. You know, <laughs> like my money would have been on Okada, and I wouldn't have been disappointed at that. Okada's obviously a guy that has run with that company so many times, in a in a good way, and it, it they would have been just fine, but. To go with somebody like Takagi was just like, oh shit. They're they're going they're going somewhere different, and I fucking love New Japan for that. Things like that don't happen enough, you know. A lot of uh, a lot of Western wrestling has become very predictable for us. So I've always I've always appreciated and loved them for that. Um, we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna wrap up tonight, uh, and I, I do want to bring up. One more thing, because, you know, in June, we saw the return of of Kylie Ray. She she showed up at Warrior Wrestling. Welcome back. Didn't think that was going to happen. Didn't think it was going to happen. She actually wrestled twice that weekend. She showed up for NWA as well. Um, she's, as of right now, supposed to be doing... The July Warrior Wrestling Show Stadium Series. And she signed the contract with the NWA. Oh, she signed a contract with the NWA. Yeah, she's part of their roster. We we've discussed her in the past, and you know it. it look, welcome back. I we hope you're you're doing you're doing well. I still hold my breath with that situation. And and, and I'll let you go ahead. No, no, no. No, I was just gonna say like I, I hold my breath with that situation. But I only bring her up because I want to talk about somebody else Oh, that has just retired. Now, it's not in the same manner, but I, I compare the two because they both have situations going on with their mental health. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes. Okay, I know where you're getting at. So, uh, earlier this month in June, Leo Rush announced his retirement from professional wrestling. Now, I know he's got an injury. Uh, quite honestly, I don't know what the injury is, actually. But he got an injury. I, you know what? I don't remember. It's I, it's uh, it's his oh yeah it's his uh his arm shoulder. Okay. Uh, it it was out of socket. So dislocated then. D- yeah, some sort of like severe dislocation to okay. the point where his his arm was basically hanging there. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, and so it was in the sling mm-hmm. in order for it to uh, set back in place and sure know, heal and everything. And I guess that's what, like, that's what caused the gravity of the situation to become ever apparent to him, according to him. And uh, he did an interview in a podcast or something, and he was like, I couldn't do normal day-to-day things that I thought I was going to be able to do, including holding his brand new baby boy. Sure. And so that hit him the hardest, Mm -hmm. like, damn, I can't even hold my child. And speaking uh, as a father, like, yeah, that would fucking upset me too. Sure. Um, I don't know that it would it would necessarily play on my mind uh, in that same manner, but apparently for Leo Rush it has, and so it put things into perspective for him, and he wants to be there for his kid and 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 not have to worry about injuries of any kind. So he has made the decision to retire. So that, that answers a lot of questions for me, but at the same time, you know, you got a guy like Leo Rush who 
you know, no matter how I feel about him, I, I, I he's done too much in his career that I feel are too unforgivable on a rest, on a wrestling, you know, um, his ego was way too fucking high and then he comes out and, and kind of apologizes for it and says that he's, he's getting, he's getting himself, you know, he, he, He's admitting now to what's going on with his mental health. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I get it. I understand it. I'm not one of those people, per se. And I'll leave it at that. But whatever, however you feel about him, I bring it up because you have this, you have this situation where immediately when it comes to, and I know I'm going to sound insensitive, but I'm not, I promise you I'm not trying to, um, but when you have people who are dealing with some kind of mental health situations, who they immediately just say, you know what, I gotta, f- I'm, I'm done, I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know, we we saw that recently in tennis, actually. I was gonna bring that up. <clears throat> Where, yeah, even though as of as of this recording, she's supposedly coming back for the Olympics if they you know have the Olympics. Uh, that's that's you know she's not doing Wimbledon, but she's you know she is gonna come back for the Olympics. But well, there is not just her, but someone else. Who else? Uh, he he's I think he's ranked second overall. Okay, so you're, uh, we're still talking tennis, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I'm I'm not a tennis person. I'm so, not either. Yeah. But he's I think he's ranked second overall. Okay. And he pulled out of whatever major tournaments going on and the Olympics because he cited that he needed time with his family and like mm-hmm. self care. Sure. So. So. I think I think that's a discussion that. I think as a rest, as a wrestling world, as fans, as wrestlers, as bookers, you have to ask yourself. You know, you bring back the Kylie Ray situation. Now I'll go back to Leo Rush, I promise. But you know, the Kylie Ray situation. Why I'm so uneasy with her because multiple times she she backs out last minute. Yeah, and that's bad business. Yeah, she's done it with impact. It's you know you can sit there and you can say oh but her mental health, Matt. I get that. I respect that. But you still got to do business, you know. You sign contracts. You got you got to respect contracts. Well, and see that I think that's I I think this is what you're meaning to articulate. I'll say what I say, and then you can either agree with me or disagree. But okay. Yes, she has mental health issues, and again, I don't think either of us is trying to sound insensitive. I mean, I have family members that deal with the same. Um, as do I. As do you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but what most people don't understand about this situation and, and why we might be coming across as insensitive is the the concept of you know you have mental health issues. You need to take proper time and address them. So that if you're going to get in into a contractual obligation in a business sense, you you're able to to meet those those deals. You you need to make those dates. What you know, whatever you're doing. Otherwise, you're really not taking care of yourself if you're coming back, and last minute you're like, I can't do this because that just goes to show you. That you're not completely taking care of yourself like you said you were. Yes. So, instead of doing that, just take the time. Mm-hmm. 
find something else to do so that you're you're not hurting financially something that it, you can handle whatever it is mm-hmm. instead of doing this over and over again and then affecting other people because that is also not fair i get that you know you're it isn't fair to you because it's it's a, affecting your mental health but it is also not fair to other people when you make contractual obligations and then say hey look i can't do this and 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 that just that's just being a responsible and accountable person regardless of your mental health and I, and i'm not sitting here saying that she shouldn't take time off i'm telling her she should take more time off yeah you've been on record saying that and i yeah <laughs> you know? i agree and and I, I was going to bring up the the whole tennis situation again i don't know these people's names but there was the the top female athlete. Mm-hmm. I forget her name. Uh, Osaka is her last name. Okay, so mm-hmm. Osaka, same deal. If you need time off, hey, you're more than entitled. But you also have to take in into account that personal responsibility, that personal level of count, of accountability, and realize like, okay, if I'm taking time off, what do I got to do? with those other people so that I can completely take time off like I want to Mm -hmm. instead of just saying hey I'm taking time off and half-ass it and then try to come back same with the 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 guy um, who's a tennis player Mm -hmm. right I think he's second in the world or or something of that nature okay and he's he backed out of uh, a major Wimbledon is it Wimbledon? Yeah, Wimbledon's okay. next in the Olympics. All right, so he's backed out of Wimbledon, and now he's saying he's not doing the Olympics either, and he's citing the same reason. Family, mental health, he needs time for life. Sure. I get it. I get it. I've fucking been there, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to be on my own high horse here, but I made sure I made time so that not only when I did come back to whatever the hell I'm doing, I did it knowing full well that I'm back 100% and I'm doing it not just for myself, but so that I can sit there and provide for my family. Yeah. You know? So there's, it's a very complex situation, but that's, that's all I'm asking of, mm. of anybody in that situation. Take the time. He's still, uh, Leo Rush Still has a few NJPW dates. He has he has agreed to. Yes, and he said he will honor once he's once his arm is back and working. So kudos to him. But after that, he says he's done. And I hope I hope I'll, I'll say my last thing and then mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. But I hope that he he does those dates and then he he means what he says and not says what he means. And I know that sounds like I'm double talking here, but literally. Go do your dates and then stay retired, please. I'll, I'll add everything you said real quick about uh, taking your time, but you know, the time that you need for your mental health. But I, I, I also want to put out there because it was really it was really a hot topic during the the tennis player Osaka <clears throat> okay. um, situation because a lot of a lot of fans a lot, a lot of the situation was you know her communication with the media and just being in the spotlight. And a lot of a lot of fans don't didn't they you really you know taking her side and I get it, they're trying to be compassionate supportive, supportive sure. you know and that's fine 
But reality here is it, mental health or not, it doesn't matter. And it is, this is going to be the harsh people that, that have known me, my, my, and I can appreciate, you know, compassion and what have you. But the one thing that people have to realize is, you know, in, in the tennis player situation, you know, this is this is what you sign up for. This is this is this is kind of the price you pay. Professional wrestling, the same thing. This is what you sign up for. You have in order to make money. How do how do you make money in, in the entertainment business? Do do fandom. Mm-hmm. It's how it works. If that's not something that you can handle. Even if you love tennis or you love pro wrestling, it's not for you. Kind of like going back to what you said for we said way back early in this episode. It's not for everybody. It is not for you know. It, it's it, you know. It's not just physical aspect. It's the mental aspect of it. Can you handle being in the spotlight? Can you handle people stopping you on the streets? It may not be fair. It may not sound fair, but it, that's just the reality of it. Now, can can the other aspects be more considerate to things? Of course, but this is where the conversation comes in. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to go to your booker and say, look, you know, maybe it's maybe it's meet and greets, maybe it's like, look, I, I'm just not feeling it right now, this or that or what have you. You got you got to have communication. You know, I, I tell people all the time in my job, I can't fix problems that I can't diagnose. And how do I diagnose? You have to tell me. You have to tell me. You tell me in detail what's going on. I don't even know everything about your life, but you got to tell me in detail what's going on. You know, you don't go to a doctor and say, "Hey, I don't feel good." Okay, well, what's wrong? I just don't feel good. The fuck am I supposed <laughs> to do about that? <laughs> you know. So that's that's that communication is key for everybody. If you are suffering in mental health, you know there are plenty of, of of platforms out there to you can you know get get the help that you need and 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 get get things to when I say under control get things to a spot to where you can live a functional life because that's what it's all about you know everybody we just want you to get better and you know and do what you need to do to get better but if you're going to play ball you have to be in the game yeah there are no excuses after that because if you can't then you should never you never say you're okay to do it and and I, I'm not that part I'm picking back off of what my partner said here I'm glad to see Kylie Ray back. You know, such a fun personality. She's, you know, she's she's one of us. She's one, she's one of us. Yeah. You know, she's from from our our neck of the woods. I, I I've always root for her. You know, I root for her. You know, as a, as a human being first. But you know, tennis players too. I hope I hope for their recovery. I'm not a fan of theirs, but you know, I, I whatever. I hope I hope that they can get back doing what they love to do, or to find their happiness elsewhere. So the Leo Rush situation. This is why I brought him up because obviously he's the hot commodity. He just he just retired. But I, I brought up mental health because you know my question to you is that is this one of those situations where it's somebody not in the right frame of mind? Obviously, he's dealing. Is I shouldn't say obviously because I don't know, but what it sounds like is you got an injury. He's upset by the injury. He just got the AEW push. Mm-hmm. So now he's got the injury to deal with. And then on top of having a newborn son that he can't hold, it sounds like depression's taken over here. He admitted to being depressed. Mm-hmm. And 
I think I think with Leo Rush uh, in particular, when it comes to his decision making, I, I I think a lot of it is spur of the moment, unfortunately, and I I think sometimes he makes decisions for his life that don't always make sense because he doesn't take time to like let the gravity of the situation sink in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Back when he left um, the WWE, immediately he was going to be this rap star. And he's like, I'm just going to focus on my music and I'm not going to do anything else. And then we see him back in wrestling. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's why I say what I say when I say, do your NJPW dates and then just stay retired. Because otherwise, you're going to keep doing this. In the case of Leo Rush, he'll keep coming back. It'll be Terry Funk all over again. But for a different reason, you know. There'll be nine different retirement shows, you know. And it's like, nobody nobody needs that. Nobody wants that. And you're right. His his past in professional wrestling is checkered at best. Mm -hmm. So let's not make it any, any worse than... It, it already has or could be. So when you say stay retired, let me ask you this for everybody listening too. Do you mean stay retired forever or stay retired for a year or two, let your kid grow up? Because let's, let's, let's put this in perspective. Professional wrestling, Terry Funk aside, because that's, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's gonna be wrestling for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, not many people who actually stay retired in pro wrestling. There always seems to be somebody that uh, that comes back, and whether it's full time or part time, mm-hmm. you you get that itch mm-hmm. to come back. You know and. Does he stay gone forever, forever? I mean, or should he stay gone forever, forever? Or is it, you know, it's gone enough to where you're just, you're okay again when you say stay retired? No, I, for him, because he, apparently the, you know, the, the injury was severe enough to cause him depression and, and such a life altering mood. Yeah, stay stay retired indefinitely. Don't don't come back at all. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. If it were something different, if he was retiring, or you know, if 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 this, if his situation was was come up a different way, then okay, maybe maybe take time off and come back. But no, he's worried about injuries. The way he wrestles and the style sure. he wrestles, yeah. fucking forget about it. He'll come back, he'll get fucked up again, and then what? I agree. Um, yeah, that's a tricky situation. And, you know, what what, what puts a, a, a big uh, asterisk over his retirement is the fact that he is, as of right now, he's honoring those New Japan dates. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's almost like you have to ask yourself, is that going to be enough to get that, that hinkling back of like, do I really want to leave this? Yeah, it's going to fuck with his head. <laughs> so, it, it, I mean, it, you know, and I'm not trying to make fun of the guy, but yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not it's, either. It's going to fuck with his head. So let's 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 go 
one last topic to this in in the Booker shoes. Let's put your let's put your Booker hat on. And you got a guy like like Leo Rush, who you, everything that we just said earlier, or just now, I should say. What what's your thoughts? Do you, do you do you? Yeah, you would love to have a talent like Leo Rush, but he's already announced his retirement. There's no longevity with him, because he's you know at least on paper, there's no longevity with him. Do you look at him and say, you know what? You don't have to do the dates. Maybe even throw him a bone. And say we'll, we'll give you X amount of money. Just stay home. Yeah. Just, just stay oh yeah. Home. Yep. That that would be. I w- I would I would just cut my losses. Yeah. Especially with this situation, mm-hmm. you know, you're worried about re-injuring yourself. You don't. You're already. You already have it in your mind that you're retired. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put you through that. We'll we'll just settle out. You take this. I I I I take the loss. End of story. Just don't come back. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't reapproach me for, hey, six months from now, hey, man, I know I fucked up. I need to come back. Nope. No thanks. We're done. Yeah. Yeah, we're done. Tricky situation. You know, we, we, we talk about, like, concussions in, in, uh, in pro wrestling and how, it, you know, the brain is affected. We still, I think, and I, for, for many reasons I wanted to bring up Leo Rush because I also, I'm glad we got into a topic of mental health issues because, let's face facts, ladies and gentlemen, I think everybody on this planet, everyone's listening here, uh, at some point we've, we've dealt with something. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's cool, man. It's cool. You know, you, we all deal with it in our own ways, and that's fine. Um, and it's tricky. You know, I... I quick personal story here I, I've dealt with depression in the past and it's hard to get up to go to work yeah. it's fucking incredibly hard so imagine now saying like now I gotta go to work but I have to put my body physically on the line not only am I mentally hurting maybe emotionally hurting but now I'm physically gonna be hurting too it's tough man it's tough and I do feel for Leo Rush my personal feelings on, on, on his behavior in the past aside it's tough Leo, get better. Hold your son. Watch him grow up. Be a dad. Be a. I don't know. Is he married? Yeah. Yeah. Be a husband. Uh, and and do your thing, man. You know. And uh, you know, if 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 you if you ever do decide, hey, I want to be a wrestler again, make sure it's a hundred. Take that back. Make sure it's a thousand percent. You know. So, uh, with that. I think we're going to wrap it up, man. That was a good way to finish that. Good. It's always an important topic to talk about, I think. Absolutely. Uh, I know we have no affiliation with Betterment, but free plug here, please. It's gotten to that point in our society where you can literally go get help online. Awesome. Very good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on social media. Facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our official Facebook page. Come talk to us in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20 wrestling talk, where Matt and I and, and a host of others uh, share memes and wrestling news and whatnot. Uh, we are also available on Twitter and Instagram, both with the same tag, or I'm sorry, tag, <laughs> handle uh, at 20x20crew. And then, of course, our home on the web. 20x20crew.com where you'll find uh, all of our episodes 
merchandise in the whole nine. Any, anything and everything 20x20 crew. Again, thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please take the time out of life to take care of yourself. Self-care is very important these days. As always, thank you for listening. He has been Matt. I have been Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been not only patient, but fan-fucking-tabulous. And until next time, we will see see you in the ring.